What's good, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Amatelica TIS podcast with your host, yours truly, Jai Shields, here on this weekend of July the 10th, July the 11th, the year 2021. Got a good show here for you. Uh, Recap game two of the NBA Finals and look ahead to game three, which will be played on Sunday night. Uh, Give my two cents on a couple of Major League Baseball players I'm annoyed at for blowing off uh, the uh, All-Star Game, Major League Baseball All-Star Game uh, on uh, Tuesday night. A couple of players that I am not pleased with for blowing off the game. And uh, do a little something uh, in relation to the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning repeating as Stanley Cup champions here on this weekend program. But where we begin first is the NBA Finals recap game two and look ahead to game three of the 2021 NBA Finals as Phoenix is up two games to none against Milwaukee, uh, taking game two 118 to 108. I mean, with the Phoenix Suns, I mean, what what more what more can you say? What more can you? I mean, they, I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks have shown and have proven. To a to a certain point that they belong to play for the NBA championship, but the Phoenix Suns especially. I mean, if you I don't want to hear any of this. Well, if AD hadn't gotten hurt and AD hadn't gotten hurt, and if the Clippers had Kawhi Leonard, and if the and if the Golden State Warriors would have made the playoffs and had Klay Thompson, if Klay Thompson wasn't hurt, and I I don't hear any of that. The Phoenix Suns deserve to be in the NBA Finals. They are a very, 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 very good basketball team. I mean, from the top, from the coaching to the play, to the first, first off, from the owner to the GM that constructed the roster, the roster to Monty Williams, who has done a phenomenal coaching job the last couple of months in the playoffs uh, thus far. And uh, trickles all the way down from Devin Booker to Jay Crowder to Chris Paul to Cameron Payne to to uh, to DeAndre Ayton to Bridges. Everybody has done an absolutely phenomenal job. And Game Two of this series was no different when it comes to the Phoenix Suns' excellence. Devin Booker, phenomenal night, phenomenal night. Seven to twelve from three, twelve to twenty-five from the field. Scored thirty-one points. Chris Paul shot fifty percent from the field. Was three of five from three. Scored twenty-three points. Had eight assists, four rebounds, and a steal. And of course, uh, Michael Bridges, eight of, eight of fifteen from the field, uh, was perfect from the free throw line. Scored twenty seven points off seven rebounds, assist, and a, and a steal as well. And how about Jay Crowder? I mean, when in doubt, whenever you need Jay Crowder to make it to make a nice three uh, in the corner when the uh, when the Phoenix Suns need it the most. Uh, Jay Crowder is there. To, is Jay Crowder is there to make him? Uh, he was three of five. Three of five from three on uh, th- on Thursday night, scoring a total of 11 points, grabbed 10 boards, three assists, and a steal. Jay Crowder has had himself a hell of a has had himself a hell of a postseason. Hell of a postseason. I mean, you know, he gets the gets the rebounds, and then when in doubt, 
when Adele, you need him to make a three in the corner. He give the get the ball to Jay Crowder's hands, and nine times out of ten, it's going to take a whole lot of shots. He only attempted eight baskets in total uh, on thir- on in game two, and five out of those eight were threes. But so he doesn't shoot. So he isn't the type of guy that's going to make that every single time the ball is in his hands, he's going to hoist up a jump shot. But he picks. But the thing you like about Crowder is that he picks and chooses the spots and 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 has enough uh, on court awareness to, to say to say to himself in his head. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a pretty decent three point shooter. Ball's in my hands. Next time I get it, we need a three. I'm gonna be the one that's making them because everyone's gonna pay attention to. And and the thing that makes it even more beautiful is that you know he hits the threes when their opponents are more are are shifted as far as their defensive set shifted into making sure that they don't let uh Paul and Booker beat them. And lo and behold, you know Jake Crowder's just chilling right there in the corner on uh. Uh, um, inside or not inside, but chilling in the corner by the baseline, wide open in three point range, ball gets in his hands, and it's just, I mean, and he's done that all, all, all playoff or uh, playoffs long. Phenomenal job by him, three of five from three. And the Phoenix Suns, you know, they they have they prove to. In case you didn't realize this. They have proven to everyone watching these these uh, NBA fin- these NBA finals, and if you've seen the Phoenix Suns play all playoff all postseason long, is that they belong they belong here. I mean, the play where they where they had where the play where they had passed the ball ten times. I mean, everybody, and that is championship basketball at its very finest. Championship basketball. Everyone, everyone gets involved, and that's one of the reasons why I love this Phoenix Suns team so much. Everybody gets involved, and everybody has a chance and an opportunity to do something with the ball in their hands. Everybody, whether it's Crowder, you know, I mean, Crowder was damn near perfect from from three. I mean, whether it's Crowder, whether it's the two best players in Paul and Booker, whether it's Aiton, who sco- whether it's Aiton, or whether it's uh, Michael Bridges, who who scored twenty seven, who had a quiet quiet 27 points in game two i mean everybody gets involved with the phoenix suns everybody gets involved i mean yeah you'll yes uh yes what will the attention and will the headline center around booker or paul or or booker or paul or both booker and paul yes but monty williams knows that hey it's not, you know, that we got five guys in the court, not two. And if we have Jay Crowder, Bridges, and Aiton on the floor, we're going to take advantage of them and and utilize their strengths to to and utilize their strengths to the best of our ability. Could because because even though Paul and Booker are 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 our best players, we can't win without 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 those three on the court there with them too. And the ball move, the ball movement, the fluidness of the offense—they play so fast. So, but the thing that you love about Phoenix is that they play fast without being sloppy. Okay, as a team, they turned over the. They, as a team, they turned over the ball twelve times. You know, Chris Paul had six turnovers. Booker had three. Bridges had one, and nobody and uh, and and three other players. Had one singular turnover, 
So turnovers were a little high in game, a little high in game two, but they as a team has done an excellent job and not turn over the basketball and uh, and and uh, and the and staying away from the self-inflicted um, and and the uh, the self-inflicted uh, mishaps. They've stayed away from that. So they, I mean, I don't, I don't know what more else you want me to say. I mean, they don't beat themselves and they play a fast and fluid brand of basketball where it's all systems go. It's, it's, you know, you, you, you either, you know, put you either, if we, if we put it up into second gear, you better put it up into second gear with us. Cause if you're not, we're going to, we're going to leave you behind and you're going to eat our dust. Because they, because through that they're just moving, 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 and you got, and you as a defense, if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, have to have your head on a swivel and stay on your toes at all times. Because if not, if not, you, if not, you know, you're gonna blink, and the Suns gonna be on a on a twelve to two run, and the game's gonna, and the game's gonna be way out of hand. Something that. That uh, that Denver that Denver had to find out the hard way. Something that the Lakers had to find out the hard way, and something that the uh, that the Clippers had to find out the hard way. If you blink for a second, the game the game will be lost. But, but the game will be lost before before the third quarter buzzer even sounds off. But they, I mean, they're just a phenomenal job. I mean, they are such a fun, exciting team to watch. So they're so fun and they're and they're exciting. I don't see how if you're a basketball fan how you not how you cannot love uh, watching the Phoenix Suns play basketball unless you're a fan, unless you're a fan of a team that plays them. Of course, they made they uh, joined the 2017 Cavs and the 2019 Warriors as the te- as the third uh, as the third team in NBA history to to make the most threes in the NBA Finals game. It's a playoff franchise record for Phoenix. They made 20. The Warriors made 20. And the 2017 Cavs made 24. Um, Devin Booker and Chris Paul have combined to score 113 points uh, through the first two games of this finals. That's the most by a starting backcourt in the first two games of a final since since uh, since starters were first tracked in 1971. Um, I'll get the Giannis here in a minute before we look ahead to game three. Um, is that the only ones I have? No, Booker also joins Kobe Bryant, Russell Westbrook, and Dwayne Wade as the only players under 25 years of age with a 35-5 and in an NBA Finals game in the last quarter century. Um, I believe that's the last one I have. Oh, and also Monty Williams, 10th head coach to take a 2-0 series lead in their NBA Finals debut. And the Suns get their 8th home win of the postseason thus far and their 14th playoff win altogether. I mean, the Phoenix Suns have just been absolutely flying. And the question is whether or not they can be stopped by Milwaukee once Game Three heads once Game Three heads there on Sunday night. I mean, and they got to figure out something because and and it won't just and it can't be the Giannis Antetokounmpo show in order to slow down uh, Phoenix because he joined Kobe and LeBron for in the last twenty five years uh to score the most points in a in an NBA finals quarter with twenty in the third quarter and it still wasn't good enough. 
uh, he and, and and that was the and that's the most in a final quarter since George in NBA history since Michael Jordan scored twenty two and ninety three that also came against the Phoenix that also came against the Phoenix Suns has his tenth game in the playoffs thus far with at least thirty points and ten rebounds joined Shaq Hakeem Olajuwon Elgin Baylor and Kareem as the only players with ten such games in the postseason. But the Milwaukee Bucks are going to have to do something because there's no excuse why their best player, again, I've said this before, that Giannis is their best player, but he's not their most important player. But still, when you're a two-time MVP and he is your best player by far on your roster, you cannot under any circumstances allow Giannis to score 42 points, go 15 to 22 from the field, uh, and rack up 12 boards and four assists and a steal and three blocks, and you lo- and you lose the game by 10 points. I mean that in an NBA Finals, that is just completely, completely unacceptable, completely unacceptable. And how about Chris Middleton? You know, Chris. You know, it's the NBA Finals, buddy. Wake up. I mean, Michael Bridges is outscoring you for crying out loud. I mean, there is no excuse why, there's no excuse why in total you take five jump shots and walk away and walk away from an NBA Finals game with seven points. I mean, that is completely, completely inexcusable. Completely inexcusable. And then Holiday was seven to twenty-one from the was seven for twenty-one from the field and scored seventeen points. And they could barely and barely barely get to the free throw line. If Giannis is getting to the free throw line out of out of everyone top to bottom that uh, stepped on the court wearing a Milwaukee Bucks uniform in game two, no disrespect to Giannis, but you got issues. Okay, Giannis is not a good is not a great free throw shooter as it is. And if he's getting if he is blowing his opponents out the water and getting to the line to shoot free throws, the chances are the chances are that your free throw shooting is going to be very spotty because, you know, because if PJ Tucker, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, uh, P, uh Pat Cunnington and uh Bobby Portis combined Combine get to the free throw line of a whole zero times. That is an issue. Well, that was PJ Tucker that scored seven points. My apologies, but PJ Tucker scoring seven scoring seven points, and then you have uh, Middleton. Okay, now we're just cooking with gas. Middleton, who went five of sixteen from the field and shot one of six from three and scored eleven points. I mean, if you're a Chris, same statement, same theme still applies. If you're Chris Middleton, you cannot, under any circumstances, get outscored by by uh, by uh, Pat Cunnington coming off the bench, your teammate, and getting outscored. No disrespect by Michael Bridges in an NBA Finals game, and you're supposed to be, in theory, your team's most important slash most important player. The player where if he's on and Giannis is on, you all can't lose. That that cannot happen. I'm sorry. One of six, 11 points uh, in the NBA Finals, playing 41 minutes, not good enough. And getting outscored by and getting outscored by uh, and getting outscored. Why is my okay? And getting outscored by Pat Cunnington coming off the bench. And Michael Bridges dropped twenty-seven. Meanwhile, you're meanwhile you're dropping eleven, and you're supposed to be the Batman. You're supposed to be the Robin to Giannis Antetokounmpo's Batman. That is unacceptable. So I don't know what it is with the Milwaukee Bucks, but they better hope that they better hope that Game Three 
is 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 entirely different and better hope that um and better hope that that something gives and something changes or else it really will be sons and four and by the time I come on the air again on Wednesday uh they'll be looking not elimination but they'll be looking at losing an NBA they'll be looking at losing an NBA finals again So if they're not careful, we could be sitting here, I could be sitting here Friday, Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon, and previewing what could be the the final and deciding game of the 2021 NBA Finals if the Milwaukee Bucks don't get it together. Because, because this, this is ridiculous. Chris Middleton in the NBA Finals in 11 points, really this is what we're going to do now? I mean, that... That 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 is un, that's unacceptable. Yeah, I'm sorry. You got to be honest. That is unacceptable. Getting outscored by Pat Cunnington coming off the bench, and then my and Michael Bridges on the others on the other side is is taking you to the cleanest. Meanwhile, you can't make a three off a boat into the freaking Pacific Ocean if your life depended on it. That's inexcusable. And if you're the Phoenix Suns, hey. Just keep doing. Just keep doing what you're doing. Take them. Take them to make the more. The more times and the more and the more often, and excuse me, the often that uh, that uh, that that everyone, all five players out there on the court get touches and have the ball in their hands at one point or another, the better off you're going to be. Jay Crowder having making his contribution, you know, going seventy percent from the from three, shooting less than ten three point shots a game, the better off they're going to be. Chris Paul cut down on the turnovers, but he and Devin Booker, I mean, if they if they keep doing what they're doing, Phoenix is going to win this championship, whether it's in four, five, six, or seven. But I'm concerned for the Milwaukee Bucks right now. Cause this, this series, this series could be over quick before you know it, unless things don't change. And Monty Williams is coaching circles, circles, circles around Mike Budenholzer, Hoser. Circles, circles. Just getting started. Nice to have you with us. It's the Amatelica TIA's podcast. Yeah, I was you know, I was going to see if I can fit the Yankees in this week's this weekend's episode, but you know they took Game One from Houston. They play Houston in Houston. Uh, the, the last ser- their last series before the break. It, they won. They won at Houston last night. Uh, as at the time I'm recording this, they're uh, winning right now with uh, their with the Astros' old buddy and Garrett Cole on the mound. They're winning. Uh, they're winning in this game here in Houston that's shown on Fox nationally. Um, so I was going to do the Yankees this weekend. Uh, and then, of course, the crap hit the fan in the sports world. And then yeah, I couldn't talk about the Yankees. And now, you know, maybe, let's hope that the Astros beat the Yankees Saturday night and beat the Yankees on Sunday. So come Wednesday, 
you know, when there's no live baseball for me to talk about, and uh, like I said, we I could be breaking down just one lousy, recapping one lousy, and then pre- looking to preview one lousy NBA Finals game, and you know, nothing with the NFL yet. I'm sick of uh, the Aaron Rodgers talk. I mean, my goodness gracious, enough of that. I've screamed and yelled about a, a Shikari Richardson until uh, the cows come home. So let's hope that the Astros take care of business and salvage the the these last two games before the All Star break, uh, so I can uh, rip the New York Yankees a little bit to kill some time uh, in between me breaking down uh, Chris Paul's mid range jump shot and maybe avoid uh, talking about Shohei Otani in the uh, Home Run Derby come Monday night. But anyway, it's nice to have you aboard here on this program. Just getting started. Don't go anywhere. Back in a flash. This is the Amiselka TIS Podcast. Welcome back to the I'm is podcast. Switching gears now, you know, they, I didn't do a two-pronged attack because there are a couple of players within Major League Baseball that have bothered me uh, for skipping out on the All-Star game. Uh, and the other two, I think, are, are worse than the, than the one guy I'm going to highlight in this segment. Uh, and that is Jacob DeGrom, of course, a star pitcher for the New York Mets, uh, who's skipping out on the All-Star game. He, In case you're not aware, Jacob DeGrom is by far the best pitcher in all of baseball as of this this current 2021 season. He leaves the majors in ERA, whip, strikeout-to-walk ratio. For the Mets, he's pitched in 15 games this year. He's got a 7-2 record with a 1.08 ERA. He's pitched, in, he's pitched 92 innings so far this season. Struck out 146, struck out 146 batters and has allowed... Uh, how many hits has he allowed this season? Uh, well, well, let me... Uh, well, not the well, not the hits. But here, let me just read. Let me just read you. I couldn't pull that up on my little stat sheet here. But let me just read you how he's done in the last in the last fifteen in the last fifteen starts in the last fifteen in the last well not no fifteen he's only pitched fifteen. Let me read how he's, he let me read you his numbers in the last seven games this so uh, this season. He's three and zero with a one point five uh four one point five four ERA. 
Um, 41 innings, giving up 17 hits, 7 runs, 4 walks, 64 strikeouts, and a whip of 0.51. And he will not be participating in the All-Star game come Tuesday night. Because, and the Mets made sure at how they essentially scheduled his starts leading up to the All-Star game, uh, did their best to make sure that he wasn't going to participate in it. Now, that is a fr- that, that is a freaking joke. That that is an absolute joke and an absolute disgrace. I mean, here it is, here it is. The sport of baseball is literally dying. The game's dying. The game is dying. It's not as popular and is not it's not as popular and is not as vibrant among uh, American sports fans and among American society and American culture as it was uh as it was 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago. Okay. They can, okay, you know, they got, whenever baseball is in the news and is the topic of conversation uh, nationwide, it's off, it's all for the wrong reasons more times that, more times than not, whether it be last, around this time last July with the players, or last summer, I should say, when the Players Association and the owners slash Manfred were having a pissing match uh about about prorated salaries and and uh and how many games they want to play in a regular season and and shared revenue and all this other gooberish nonsense meanwhile the world was coming apart by the seams whether you whether you take in coronavirus and people getting infected uh, deathly sick left and right dropping like flies dying uh, the first responders busting their asses to to make sure that the people that are in hospitals and ICUs can somehow some way live to see another day uh and then of course you take and then of course you factor in the financial part of covid uh with so many people being furloughed and losing their jobs and people can't work people are out of work and then of course you take into the fact of people who weren't uh, who you know didn't get covid necessarily or uh, who didn't get COVID necessarily, or uh, or were financially affected by COVID necessarily, but people who had, you know, the athletes for the athlete, for instance, the the college and the high school seniors that didn't, whose spring seasons were either cut short or they didn't have them at all because of the virus. I mean, you know how many. Uh, you know how many college seniors and high school seniors that play either baseball or softball uh, whose seasons got either interrupted or canceled altogether because of the virus uh, would have killed for the opportunity to play some form of their of their sport that they love to play in baseball and or softball and the major league players are sitting up here moaning and groaning about prorated salaries when they're getting paid hand over fist. Uh, most of them, and then some of them have a pretty, you know, ones that aren't making, you know, the Bryce Harper, the Manny Machado, the Fernando Tatis money. They're, you know, they ain't starving. You know, at the minimum, they're getting paid a quarter of a million dollars a year, which is pretty handsomely, which is getting, which is getting paid pretty freaking good. You know, if if you're a person that say come last June was out of a job and or was furloughed, so you know they were in the they were in the wrong they were basically was in the wrong uh in the wrong light for that before COVID even came the Astros cheating scenario which somehow some way 
nearly, uh, you know, nearly went underneath Major League Baseball's nose altogether had it not been Ken Rosenthal and Mike Fires uh, releasing the con- releasing the controversy. Baseball was in plenty of negative light with another cheating scandal on their hands. This time with an entire team, not necessarily individual players. You had that. You also have this year with the with the spider tech nonsense with the spider tech nonsense and and essentially all of the pitchers are across the sport using illegal substances to doctor and to alter the spin rates on the baseballs to essentially make hitting in the sport uh near impossible yeah i mean baseball is in negative like every single time you turn around and not the not to mention the commissioner gets crapped on left and right they had the fiasco with justin with justin turner with the cut with the covid test at the world series I mean, everywhere you look, they're in a, they're in a negative light. The sport, the sport is uh, the sport is majority is uh, is is majority filled of white pe- of uh, of white people, you know, and and the players that they do have that aren't white are not are not your regular uh, uh, black Americans such as yours truly. They're foreigners from other co- they're foreigners from other countries, whether it be Venezuela, the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico. Japan, uh, Taiwan, Korea—you name it. Um, so, which, which is, which also, uh, which is not good under any circumstances, especially if you consider that all the popular sports in this country, the majority of the majority of them are not, are uh, have black players in them. Uh, NBA, NFL, college and college and pro, uh, excuse me, college uh, basketball and football. So you know it's, they got a whole bunch of negative light surrounding the sport, and then to make it and then to make it worse, you know when they when they have an opportunity. Bad enough also, bad enough also that um you know that the sport you know the they're lucky that the NBA threw the threw Major League Baseball a bone because what would really stick it to Major League Baseball is if they had the World Series, uh the World not the World Series the NBA Finals. And the same night of the of, of the All Star Game festivities, but they're not going to. But it's bad enough that 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 the All Star Game slash the Home Run Derby is going on in the same, you know, going them and the and the NBA Finals are butting heads for ratings this upcoming week. It's bad enough you have to deal with. That. It's bad enough you have to deal with that. And now all of a sudden, you know, they have an opportunity where you know it's it's the biggest. It's the biggest national stage the sport can give you outside of the postseason in the World Series, and the, and it's again it's a moment and it's an event where where all thirty teams in some form or fashion are recognized and are um and are uh, represented, and that is the All Star Game, something that. You know something that was beloved, the something that was beloved, is something that was that has been a part of the American sports fabric for quite a long time. And now you're gonna have Jacob Degrom basically take it upon himself, and and the Mets helping him and, and helping Degrom do it. And that is essentially to say, screw you to Major League Baseball. You know, I'll spend a, I'll spend. I understand that I'm the best player, I'm the best pitcher in the sport. I understand that I play on a team that you know, not the New York Yankees, but it is New York City and the New York Mets. Uh, you know, you know. I understand that I that I play for a big market in the sport. I understand that I'm the best pitcher in 
the best pitcher on my team, best pitcher within my division, best pitcher in the National League, and best pitcher in all in all of the sport. You know something. You know, I mean, you you're selling your sport. It's an you know they are and what the problem is that these teams and these and these organizations and I understand that that you're in it because you want to win. I totally get that and understand that. But with the fact the sport has become so hindered by analytics and all this other gooberish nonsense, and that winning has become so vastly important within the sport that they forget. That the people that that work within the sport forget that, guys. I understand that our goal is trying to win, but also we're in the entertainment business. We're we are in the entertainment business, and part of and part of and the other part of the of sports that people have to realize is that it's not only the goal just to win. The goal is also to make sure that you entertain people with your talent, and people want to be entertained. In the in in the All Star Game, where the game's best players are on one stage on one field for one night, and Jacob Degrom isn't there, now that 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 that's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. You know, it's 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 the one opportunity. You know, cat. You know, and the All Star Game draws at least in the past. It it draws a decent, not not great, but a decent, decent rating. And the base and the MLB All Star Game is, I mean, it's fallen off to what it has been in years past. But it still is, but now at this rate, by default, the best All Star Game in in American in pro North American sports. It's still the be- It's still the best one, because of the, because of the uniqueness of it. Because because of the fact that you know that it's an exhibition game. It, it's still it's an exhibition game, but you still have to try because in a game of baseball, if you don't try, you look foolish. And the last thing these players want to do is embarrass themselves in front of a sold-out stadium and in front of millions on television. Especially these guys are you know in contract years and want to build their brand and essentially build their legacy as a player. So so you're not going to find so you're not going to find the goofy nonsense of the. Of uh, of the of the literal no defense and the and the little to no rebounding and the half court threes that you see in the NBA Finals and the and the and the, essentially the two hand touch uh, brand of football and no pass rush that you see uh, in the in the Pro Bowl, but it's the it's it's the best All Star it's the best All Star game out of all the sports. It's the best one, and it's 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 the best one. It's got a lot of History and a lot of sentimental value to it within the sport. And for Jacob deGrom to essentially piss on and urinate over the sport and the sports fans is 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 wrong. Okay? I don't give a crap. Well, he says, well, I'm going to take this time to relax and spend a few days with my family. Jacob, how much, how much freaking family time do you really need? I mean, with all due respect, man. I mean, you were you were locked up in the house with your family for you know for for months. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to speak for you, but I'm you don't miss your family that much. All right, please, please. Okay, your your job is to be a professional baseball player. All right, if you want to be a family man, quit your job, retire, give the Mets a check back. And go home and be a stay and be a and be a house husband and a stay at home and, and if you have kids, a stay at home father. But please, please, 
All right, you have an obligation. I understand the All-Star game doesn't mean anything. You know, there's no home field advantage and everything else. It's just it's just a bonus th- it's just the bonus thing and in 2021 it's it's more become a uh, a conveyor belt for the uh you know, for the league, for their corporate sponsors and everything else, but but still, it's the game's it's the game's second biggest showcase that it has. And the sport is dying of fans and is dying of common national interest within the American sports world enough as it is. You know, and they got and these players complain and these players complain that the sports in bad shape and and they complain and go on and on about about what's wrong with the sport yet there's an opportunity there at their fingertips for them to do their little to do their little part to try to you know to inject some life and and what little casual fan interest they have within the all-star game and they blow them and they blow it off and they and they blow the league off and they blow the fans off that's a joke you know not not every not every baseball fan you know, what watch watches a, a crap ton of Met games and watches the Grom pitch on you know every fifth day, you know, and I'm not saying you gotta go you know six seven innings five innings. Oh, I mean, pitch an inning or two and call it a day. I mean the I mean it is the All Star game and it isn't exactly heavy lifting, J- uh, Jacob. I gotta be fair. All Star game to, to pitch in an All Star game is not exactly heavy lifting. You know, uh, pitch pitch an inning or two and call it a night. I mean, my goodness gracious! And you're not gonna, and you're not, and your arm isn't gonna blow up. Your elbow isn't going to explode, and you aren't gonna throw your shoulder out of whack. Pitching pitch, pitching two innings at the most in a meaningless All Star game. I understand that's what that's the picture that the Mets and Jacob Degrom are trying to paint. They're trying to protect them. So when so you know for the Mets. Uh, eventual playoff run in the, in the latter part of the second half of the season, but please, I mean, your arm—if your arm is going to blow up—if uh, your arm's going to blow up because you have a ten pitch at bat against uh, against you know Cedric Mullins in the uh, in the top of the in the top of the first inning in Tuesday night in Denver, we got bigger thing, we got bigger fish to fry. So, and I'm not buy, I'm not buying the fact that. Well, you know they gotta rest them, you know, for the Mets postseason push. Nonsense. You you pitch one day and you get and you get off and you and you have a, and you have a couple of days off on the back end of it. My goodness gracious. I mean, geez, spend some time with the family. Jacob, get your priorities in order, please. Will you? Okay, I uh, I'm I'm pretty sure Tom Seaver. Sandy Koufax, uh, Bob Gibson, all the uh, all these uh, legendary pitchers that pitched back in the day that Jacob Degrom gets gets compared to every single time he toes the rubber. I guarantee you, you know, and I understand the, that the All Star game meant more back in those days because you didn't have interleague play, but I I guarantee you the Bob Gibsons and the Sandy Koufaxes and the and the Tom Seavers of the world, God rest his soul, you know. Showed up, showed up for the National League. Came come time for the come time for the Midsummer Classic in mid July. Guarantee you they did. And I and I bet you and I guarantee you that they all had families too that they wanted to spend time with and they wanted to 
and they wanted to hang around for a couple of days, you know, while while their regular season was on a uh, temporary pause. I I I get that, and I guarantee all that. But still, they they showed up and pitched because they knew that they had an obligation to the sport and to and to the and to the and to the game's fan base and to the game itself to show up and pitch as as the game's best respective pitcher in the sport to show up on the game's second biggest stage and their biggest regular season stage. And they knew that and they had enough self-awareness to say, hey, I cannot let the sport or my fans down here. This is the All-Star game. I don't care if I, if I face one batter. I mean, I if I face one batter, so be it. I'm showing up and I'm going to pitch in the All-Star game. If if nothing if nothing more if nothing more if you want to take a selfish approach at it look at it as an opportunity to build your brand, which is which is which is a big theme among today's athletes. Obviously, Jacob Degrom could care less about his brand. Even even I mean I mean the All Star Game itself. I mean there's not I mean the Stanley Cup the Stanley Cup finals is the Stanley Cup finals is over. Come Tuesday Wimbledon will be come Tuesday Wimbledon will be on over. There's no there's no golf to pay there's no golf to pay attention to and there's no NBA finals on that night. So it, it I I'm not mistaken it's the only game of in sport on Tuesday night. The 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 college championships for their spring sports are long over. Ain't nothing else. Ain't nothing else. Not that much. That non-sports related. It's not that much on on television to begin with in mid July, outside of reruns. And he couldn't do the sport a favor and throw the and throw the game a bone. I understand that they all hate Manfred, but still, I mean, and I mean, I mean, you 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 pun you punish all because you're mad at one individual person. If that's real, is that's really the case? I mean that that that's a joke, that's a joke. I mean it's I mean, you, you you can't defend it. Uh, again, the Tom Se- the Tom Seavers of the world, I guarantee you, come mid July they miss their families too. But they said, you know what, we got to do this as as me being a part of the of the of of the Major League Baseball family, I gotta do my part. And being there for the sports second biggest night or biggest single night of the year, I got to be, I got to be, and they and they and they knew that. Today's players really are are, are out of touch, to be quite honest with you, and and to put it as lightly as I possibly can, they're out of touch. They're out of touch. You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, you, I mean, you you, th- you think LeBron, you think LeBron James felt like showing up. You felt you think that you think LeBron James felt like showing up uh, in Atlanta for the All Star Game in in March. You think you think LeBron felt like showing up when he had essentially not when he had not even uh, three months off. Of an, three months of an off season, won an NBA championship the October prior. Sitting there in that bubble all that time, 
had the shortest off season in the history of the NBA and has to come back, you know, and has to come back less than three months later to start a new season to compete for a, for a whole new championship. You, th- you, 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 th- you think LeBron James, how about if LeBron James blew off the all-star game? How about if LeBron blew off the All-Star game? How about how about, how about Damian Lillard? He played in the bubble, too, in the playoffs. How, how, how about he blow, blow off the All-Star game? People, people would be killing LeBron James left and right. How de- LeBron, James, LeBron James is selfish. What is LeBron doing? Does he realize he's the biggest star in the sport? How can he do this? It's so unfair to the fans. Who's going to watch the game now? Blah, 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 blah. LeBron James would have gotten crucified if he would have missed out on the All-Star game. Crucified for it. And rightfully so. He's he's the game's he's the game's biggest he's the game's biggest star and top five best player in the league. Killed him for it. You think he you think he felt like showing up to Atlanta for a for a meaningless, meaningless game in the middle of March where where you know he's where he's running on fumes of essentially playing nonstop basketball hundred and you know on uh, on on a hundred and ten for the majority of every day from late July to late July to mid October with a with a with about six eight weeks of a break and then has to turn it right back on again and it's all systems go from from mid from late December on you think he liked you think he liked the felt like showing up to the all-star game then and and if and if anyone deserve and if anyone deserved to uh to to take a blow from the all-star game and deserve the benefit of the doubt for 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 dipping on it it's it's freaking LeBron James and with all due respect to Jacob DeGrom, he's not he's not the LeBron James of a sport. And yet LeBron had 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 the had decency had the decency and the self awareness and the courtesy to show up and and Jacob DeGrom and Jacob DeGrom did not. That's a joke. A couple other people that dipped on the All Star game, I'm annoyed at too. I'll tell you that in a flash. Welcome back to the Amazon Tell It Like a TIS podcast. Excuse me. You know, there's another uh, two people that are dipping out of the All-Star game, which I am not pleased with. And it, of course, it is the spineless, the cheating, the fraudulent members of the Houston Astros. And that is uh, Carlos Correa and Jose Altuve. Altuve, who tried to uh, BS... Uh, all, BS the reporters he was talking to in the dugout the other day and BS America 
by trying to tell us that he's going to blow off the All-Star game in Denver because, oh, I got a nagging leg injury. I'm watching the Yankees-Astros game uh, as I'm recording this podcast, and Jose Altuve played all of yesterday's game against the Yankees and was in the lineup on Saturday's game against the Yankees, and I'm pretty sure I'm willing to bet my life savings uh, what little I have left of it, uh, that that he's going to be in the lineup Sunday against the Yankees. So if your leg hurts that badly, why you why are you, why are you giving it a full go against the against the Yankees before the All Star break? If if the leg if the leg is that is that much of an issue, how come you've literally been in the lineup all season long and you're in the lineup against the New York Yankees? Why is that the case? And then Correa pulled the same crap to DeGrom pulled while I want to spend time with my family. When, when, when all of a sudden did you guys become, you know, ultimate family men? You know, no, disres- no disrespect. I'm pretty sure that, you know, that all of these major league players, they love their family and they do anything to help them and support them. But let's be fair. If you love if you love being around your family that much, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be a major league baseball player. I I mean sounds harsh may may sound out out of pocket and I, it may sound out of pocket but I gotta be honest and I gotta be fair if you love being around your family that much you wouldn't be a major league baseball player uh, when you know uh, occupation in which your games are three and a half hours long the season is six se- season is six seven months long and you're playing 162 games damn near every single day of the week with maybe a few off days mixed in in between. I mean, if, if you love the baseball, <clears throat> I don't know why I'm freaking choking over here, but you know, if, if you love being around, now, now I'm not saying if they don't love their family, I'm saying if you loved being around your families as, as I have been for the last uh, 17 months or so, if you love being around your family that much, you wouldn't have decided to become a major league baseball player. I I I gotta be honest. So nobody, nobody, nobody's freaking buying that 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 load of crock. I'm not buying it. You as a baseball fan uh, shouldn't buy it. And the media who was that who essentially wasn't got their intelligence. Uh, insulted by uh, by uh, Correa's response the other day, she should not buy that crap either. Okay, it, I mean, I let me ask you a question: If the Astros either hadn't gotten busted for cheating or they didn't cheat to begin with, would they would they be given would they be given that same answer? Would they blow off the All Star game if they either a hadn't gotten busted for cheating or b they they didn't cheat at all? Would they be given that answer? The answer is they would not be. Okay, listen with the third ear and pay attention a little and and pay attention a little bit. Okay, these guys are doing this and are blowing off the All Star game because they are that weak, they are that mentally soft, that spineless, and that gutless. Uh, to because they can't because as grown freaking men, they somehow some way cannot handle. The fact that they cannot handle the fact that if they end up going to the All-Star game in Denver, they will be heckled, booed, jeered, and made fun of 
by the numerous amounts of Major League Baseball fan bases across the country if they indeed show up to the game. They don't want to go to the game and show up to Denver because when because when Joe Buck announces uh, announces the American and National League All-Star rosters in a starting lineup, they don't want to have to deal with uh, with Joe Buck's voice being drowned out on the Coors Field public address, uh, public address system by the by the forty plus thousand worth of boos that they would hear once they once their name is called come eight o'clock come eight o'clock Eastern time on Tuesday night at the All Star Game in Coors Field in Denver. That is why they're dipping on the All Star Game. Because they don't want to get essentially trolled for two and a half, three days by the fan, by uh, by the baseball fan that's going to make the trip to Denver for the game. That is why they're missing out. That's why they're dipping on the game. It's not because of some dopey leg injury that Altuve has. Because if the leg injury was that bad and was that significant, he be he be out he be out the lineup this weekend against the Yankees. If it, if there was that if that if it was that big of a deal. And again, with the Correa piece with the family, I'm not saying that you don't love your family, and I'm not saying that you as a baseball player aren't aren't and shouldn't be allowed to miss your family while you're working. But you gotta, but you gotta have some objectivity and have some and be and and and, and pay a little bit of a, a little bit of attention here. If they loved being around their families that much on a night in, night out, day in, day out basis, all hours of the day, all hours of the night, if they loved essentially being around their family around the clock, they wouldn't have become major league baseball players. They would have be, they would have became they would have became football players because you only have to you know because you, because you're only occupied for a couple hours a day, five days a week, and then the other day is you know is game day. That's it. Base baseball baseball it's it's seven it's seven days a week three and a half hours a day and and you could be and you can literally be out on the road for at the most what ten 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 fourteen days at a time. I mean literally. So let let let's let's cut the charade. Let's not dance and shuffle around the issue. Let's call it. Let's. As as the title of the show, tell it like a ti is and and call it how we see it and tell it like it is here, please. Okay, Altu if his if his leg was that big of an issue, he wouldn't be in the lineup this weekend against the Yankees. And if Correa misses his family that much, he should he should uh, he should give after after the series against uh, against the Yankees, he should retire and be and become Mr. Family Man and uh, and 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 spend all hours of the day, all hours of the night. With his with his with his family, please, you know. And and again, it's uh, the All Star game. The All Star game in which the players have to be there. It's two days. Okay, the season doesn't resume until uh, until next Friday. Okay, so if you go to the game, you get you go to the game. You 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 know you you leave what Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon. You spend time on a Wednesday. Spend time with them Thursday. You know, and and the thing that also that I know it's a lot of crap from from him and with Degrom, who I mentioned earlier, pissing on the sport. You know, one of, one of the features with the All Star Game that I've noticed in my lifetime is that is that that the players they go to the All Star Game they have their families with them anyway. 
They have their families with them anyway. They fly them into the they fly them into the uh, to the city that the game's is 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 playing in. They have their family with them anyway. Their children, their wives. If it's their first ever appearance, I'm pretty sure they they fly in their parents, their extended family members. Gee whiz. Well, I mean, I mean, how many? I mean, how many times do you recall? A player, little go. I mean, it's it's like it's literally like an award show. I mean, you know how you ask the question, you know, what celebrity is showing up to an award show? You know, showing up to an award show uh, solo with no significant other on their arm as they're walking the red carpet. What player do you know that's gonna show that in this day and how many players can you name when they show up to the All Star game? They show up literally just just me myself and I by themselves, no wife, no girlfriend, no kids. No mother, no father, no sibling, no aunt, uncle, nieces and nephews, no cousin, no, just by themselves. How many can you name? They bring their family to the freaking thing anyway. Oh, I want to spend time with my family. Shut up, Correa, will you please? Shut up. Go, 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 go sell that load of garbage to somebody else, because I, I sure as hell ain't buying it. Please. Don't don't insult our intelligence. And again, if Altuve was that banged up, he won't be playing in a weekend series against the New York Yankees. I'm watching a game right now. He's standing on second base, top of the eighth inning, down a run, one out. Saturday night before the All-Star break, and he's playing second base in full uniform for the Astros. Yet I gotta blow yet I'm a blow off the All-Star game because because my leg is sore. Give me a freaking break. And aside that these guys, you know, play a full nine innings, they, they get one or two at bats and then they and then they go chill in the dugout for the rest of the game. They don't want to show up in Denver because again, they don't want to get booed or jeered when Joe Buck calls their name to introduce the All-Stars at the beginning of the game. And they don't want to be heckled and have things thrown at them when they're sitting on the back of a of a uh, of a uh, of a of a Chevy uh, of a Chevy Silverado during the red carpet show, at, at you know at five five miles an hour sitting on the back of the tailgate. And if, and if grown and if grown men can't take a couple of days of of jeering. And 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 heckling and getting and being the butt of a joke and getting made fun of for two days. You got a lot of mentally soft and a lot of weak grown men in Major League Baseball, because they because this don't make no freaking sense. You know, in, in in five in five years at the you know you'd figure five years eventually you know this stuff the ass shows would die down. Come twenty twenty six, Correa and Altuve are still you know with the Astros. Let's just say for sake of conversation, they're still with the Astros. You know, I I wonder if the come the twenty twenty six All Star Game will uh, will Correa and Altuve blow it blow uh, blow it off. You know when they when they go when they when they're not going into every opposing ballpark getting booed and and and, and made fun of. I wonder if they'll blow off the twenty twenty six game. 
I doubt it, but whatever. Take a break. Wrapping up the program with an interesting segment. This is the Amatelica TAS Podcast. Welcome back to the Yamatella Like a TIS podcast. Closing out the show with an interesting uh, little thing for you that relates to hockey, believe it or not. Um, and if you expect me to break down, uh, break down uh, the uh, the the Lightning's goalie play against the Canadians uh, in game in game five from the other night, go listen to the J Reels podcast with my uh, with my buddy Jason because you're not going to get that here. But with the uh, but with the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning repeating as Stanley Cup champions, it brought about a, an interesting uh, st- an interesting uh, thing that I noticed in the last cu- in the last couple of days relating to uh, of course to, uh, relating to Tom Brady, um, and it's, you know it's it, and it's pretty safe to say that Tom Brady is a walking title town. He is. And 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 this is the reason why. Okay, Tom Brady has been he turns he turns forty four next month in August. I believe his birthday is August the twenty fourth, nineteen seventy seven. I could be wrong, but top teams winning championships. You know, essentially, wherever Tom Brady lives, that that city's uh, teams end up winning championships. So Tom Brady was born in in uh, San Francisco in 1977. Let me read you the teams during Tom Brady. Tom Brady lived in in San Francisco from 77 and 95 until he went to Michigan. Here are the teams that won championships in the San Francisco area during Tom Brady's years there until the mid 90s. The the 49ers won five Super Bowls, Super Bowl 16, 19, Super Bowl 16, 19, 24, 20, excuse me, Super Bowl 16, 19, 23, 24, and 29. Okay, so the 49ers won five Super Bowls. Four Niners won five Super Bowl. Four Niners won five Super Bowls. The Giants made it made it to the World Series in nineteen eighty nine. So 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 that's San Francisco. For, that's San Francisco for you. Okay. Now since Tom Brady left this the the uh, the uh, Bay Area San Francisco area in ninety five, the 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 um. The um, 49ers have not won a championship since. Now, if you want to go Bay Area, the Raiders and the A's who won championships during Brady's time there have not won since. The The San Francisco Giants are the only outlier. They did not win while Brady was there, and when Brady left is when they won their championships. 
but it gets weird when he gets to Michigan. He gets to Michigan, and he's there from 1995 to 1999. The, the, Detroit, the Detroit Red Wings, excuse me, repeat as Stanley Cup champions, and the Michigan Wolverines won the 97 National Championship in football. Brady gets, and since Brady got drafted, Michigan has not won a national championship in football since. He goes to the Patriots, gets drafted in 2000. Here are the Boston teams that have won championships during Brady's 20 seasons, 19 years there. Patriots won the six Super Bowls, of course. Red Sox break the curse, come back uh, against uh, the... the uh, the Yankees in the, in the 04 ALCS, they win in 04, they knock off the Rockies in 07, they knock off the Rockies in 07, the Celtics win in 08, the Bruins win in 2011, and I believe they made it back to the Stanley Cup in 2019 when the St. Louis Blues won it. Um... And then the Red Sox won the 2013 championship against the Cardinals, and they won in 2018 against the Dodgers. So if you add them up, that's one, that's six with the Patriots, four with the Red Sox, that's 10, and then one Bruins and one Celtics, which makes it 12 in that 19-year period. No team prior to Brady getting prior to Brady getting to the Boston area. No team had won a championship since 86. The only one to win a championship was the Celtics in 86. And in 86, of course, that was when the Red Sox lost to the Mets with Bill, Buck with Bill Buckner and everybody else. And the Red Sox had not won since 1918 prior to, uh, prior to Tom Brady getting there. Then Brady goes to Tampa in 2020. The Lightning repeat as Stanley Cup champions. The Bucks win the Super Bowl, of course, with Brady on it. And the Rays go to the World Series against the Dodgers and lose in six games. But, but the crazy thing is that wherever Tom Brady, wherever Tom Brady lives, whether it's that state, that region, or that city, goes to and or wins championships. I mean, 12th, they're the, all four of the of Boston sports teams won a combined 12 championships during Brady's 19, 19 years, 20 seasons there. The Rays went to the Rays went to the World Series in 2020, Brady's first year there. Lightning repeat as Stanley Cup champions Bucks win the Super Bowl. He's at Michigan. Detroit Red, Red Wings go back to back, and Michigan and Michigan wins a national championship with Brady on the roster. And then when he was growing up as a kid in San Francisco, you had the Niners dynasty, and the Giants went to the World Series in '89. If you want to include the Raiders and the A's, they won championships uh, in during their time in that region of the country as well. So I, I think it's fair to say that Tom Brady is a walking title town, which is one of the craziest, which is the craziest thing in the world. But, you know, it's 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 a it's a, it's a crazy thing that's now been highlighted with the with the uh, lightning winning back to back. But 
hey, I mean, it's one of the it's one of the more it, it, it's why sports are great because of because of weird stats and weird occasions like that. But anyway, that's your program, and figure that's a fun little interesting way to close out uh, the show here today. If you're new to the program and you like what you heard, please subscribe. Follow your boy on Twitter and Instagram at the J Shield. It is your boy Jai Shields. I will talk to you on Wednesday. Enjoy the uh, home run derby, the All Star game, and Game Three of the Finals. See ya.